What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I have three words for you. Oh my goodness. What happened today is I was recording my episode at about 8.30 this morning, uh, ready to drop it out to you on time, delivered to the right to the right people at the right time, and about midway through my episode, got the little pop-up, out of memory. What? Out of memory for the podcast, and I had to cut it short. I only got about 10 minutes recorded, and I actually recorded the rest of the episode after I deleted some files, but apparently none of that episode got recorded, so it only recorded the first part and missed the whole last part. By the time I realized that and finished the whole episode with only 10 minutes of recording on my phone, uh, it it ended up being a little too late. So here I am doing the podcast after work uh, in the in the afternoon slash evening, and it's coming out to you still on Wednesday, but a little bit late. Had to explain my technical difficulties once again. Um, still getting all this ironed out, and hopefully this is an issue that is easily solved. And hopefully this does not happen regularly or too often. Very frustrating when you come up with a great amount of content and you like the episode and how it's flowing, and then it just gets cut right in the middle. Pretty frustrating, but here I am coming out with the episode anyways. It's episode 196, Workout Wednesday today, and I'm talking about soreness. I'm talking about DOMS. I'm talking about how to prevent and reverse this muscle muscle soreness, what you have to do to to not have it really be a part of your life and your recovery, and even more so how you should view it, right? How you should view the soreness and if it's a good indicator of a workout, if it's something you should be paying attention to, but something you should be solving with painkillers, foam rollers, whatever. Um, you might be surprised at my answer. You might not be, and that's just fine. Uh, whatever I say, most of the time, I totally think is actually pretty simple advice. It's just a matter of kind of having a wake-up call and realizing that you're not really paying attention to a certain thing, right? That's kind of the main main focus of this podcast is giving you the bread and butter, right? Giving you the main things that matter and make you focus on those and the rest of the stuff can just be forgotten because I'm clearing it up for you. So hopefully that's what today's show does. Thank you for joining me for another episode for a Workout Wednesday. Let's get down to the show. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here with another episode. A Workout Wednesday recording this for the second time today uh, as my other episode got cut in half, even though I kept on recording. Only half of it was actually actually saved. So quite frustrating, but still coming out coming out the show just a little bit later. I apologize for that, but hopefully I can still hit all the points I wanted to um, that I talked about in the first episode. I guess I could think of it as I had a practice run at this episode which typically, if you don't know how I record my podcasts, most of the time I actually just just go for it, right? Most of the time I just sit down, plug in my mic, it goes directly into my phone. I have a little mixing board app on my phone and it, I keep it simple, 
right? I keep it real simple and I just record my thoughts on a topic. I answer your questions and I do it super raw and uncut, unedited, all that stuff. I just record for the sake of helping you guys and help and putting out some good content for you. Um, that's how I normally do it. So I guess I have a practice run. We'll see if that helps me or hurts me, uh, kind of having these thoughts in the back of my head and knowing what I'm going to do. So, um, I did want to mention that I got a pretty cool interview locked down for you guys. That one's going to come probably in about a month though. Um, so it's going to be a little bit later, but excited for you guys to meet, um, some of the people that I'm going to be interviewing here in Texas and excited that, that I can share what they have to say with you on the podcast and give you a different perspective on things. Now, today's show is about soreness. As you can tell, I am doing this series that I did not forget about it, about things you can learn, right? Things you can learn from bodybuilders, things you can learn from powerlifters, and etc. Uh, et and my next episode is going to be about CrossFitters, things you can learn from CrossFitters. Um, but I decided to kind of take a little break on it for one episode and continue that next week. So expect that one next week to be coming out. But today, I did want to dive into a topic that was on my mind. So sometimes... I get these thoughts in my mind, right? I have something I'm experiencing personally or one of my clients experiencing or I get a ton of questions on it like the fasting thing uh, this last week and I kind of, it's just like haunting me, right? It's just this question looming over me and I want to answer it and I want to answer it while the thoughts are fresh in my head. If I sit on it too long, then I tend to not have the actual response that I would if you came up and asked me in person, which is kind of the, the vibe I'm going for with this podcast. So today's episode about soreness really came from two areas. It came from me and also a coaching client that I have, okay? So for me, it was just I started a new program, uh, like a new training program um, starting, I'm on week three, so it would be a couple weeks ago is when I started. And that first week, so much soreness, especially my legs. A lot of soreness. I mean, my legs got so sore after the first leg workout that I had trouble walking down the stairs. I walked, you know, kind of in a dumb way. Um, I think my wife once asked in that course of the week, why are you walking so dumb? <laughs> Just because I could not walk with properly bent legs, right? I was walking all weirdly stiff, sitting down all slow, groaning, doing the doing the old man groan when I sat down, the uh, oh, when I sat down just because the pressure is off my legs, right? You've been there, I'm sure, if you've, if you've weight trained and trained your legs at all. Uh, but I was there, and it's not very fun, and it definitely hurt my workouts for the rest of the week, right? And then also I got a question from a coaching client the other day, and she said, you know, I got super sore from this and was just kind of talking about, about how to use that soreness and if that means it was a good workout, right? We were having a little chat about it and I basically said to her and was thinking of this to myself as well was super, super duper no, right? Soreness is not a good indicator of a good workout and it's not something that you should be going for, right? And in my training, maybe I made the mistake of going too hard too soon. Maybe I did some movements I wasn't used to. Whatever it came from, it's not a good thing right? Soreness basically means you push yourself a little too far or you weren't used to the activity that you're doing. You didn't ease into it enough. And in the case of my client, you know, maybe the program that I wrote for her was just a little bit too much. So it's important to know how to adjust and how to actually fix this problem, right? If soreness is actually a problem, then you need to know how to fix it. And I do want to mention kind of soreness 
as an indicator and the things that we normally do to solve it. I mean, what do you normally do if you're sore, right? Let's say your legs get really sore from a workout, just to stick with that example, and that's typically the area people people feel it in. What do you do, right? You probably stretch a lot, you foam roll the area, you try to loosen things up, maybe you even take Advil because it hurts so bad, or maybe you just sit and rest. Are those things truly solving the problem? Not necessarily. I think those are more like Band-Aid fixes, right? I've talked about Band-Aid fixes before on the show and how you should avoid them. So things like, um, not necessarily avoid them, but just realize that they're Band-Aid fixes, right? Like things like painkillers, things like chiropractic care, things like even stretching, foam rolling. These different things are, are, are good for you, are beneficial. However, they are Band-Aid fixes to a bigger issue, right? They're not necessarily finding the root cause and solving your problem. They're just covering up that issue and maybe relieving some pain in the process. And it's the same way with sore muscles, right? If you're just foam rolling, trying to deaden that pain, if you are taking painkillers, I mean, if it's really bad, maybe even if you're just stretching, you're trying to solve this issue after it's already happened. Instead, you should be diving back into the root cause and kind of find out how you can actually prevent this from happening in the future, right? You don't want this to be a regular occurrence. And that's because recovery is super important. It's because recovery is probably the most overlooked aspect of your training and and your health, right? Because you work out, let's say an hour a day, you have 23 other hours. And during that phase is when the growth happens, the repair, the processes that make you ready for the next session. And if you can't recover properly, then you're not going to gain muscle properly. You're not going to lose fat properly. And you're for sure not going to be able to train properly in your future sessions, which is super important, right? You don't want one session to be so brutal that you can't train any other sessions after that. So recovery is super important and it's definitely worth finding a fix for this this issue of muscle soreness, okay? So in today's show, I have five different things that are gonna help you. It's gonna help you recover from muscle soreness, but more so like prevent you from getting sore in the first place. So these are things you can add into your training, things that are not that crazy, right? I have one that you might not expect and all the other four are most likely things that you know you have to do but what you're probably doing is skipping over them anyway. So that's kind of the thing to keep in mind is that yes, these might be simple and a lot of times simple is is enough, right? It's just a matter of doing it consistently. And if you tend to skip some things, if you tend to not be super consistent with these, that's a problem and that's what you need to address. So this is kind of more like a wake-up call, kind of some things to realize how important these little areas actually are and hopefully they can be implemented back into your training. So let's get started with the list. Workout Wednesday. So tip number one on how to prevent soreness is to warm up properly. This is about where my episode cut off last time was warming up properly. And it's so important, right? Because if you think about your your training program, let's say you wake up, let's say you train in the morning and you wake up and you go to the gym. Are you just going to start under the heavy bar and start squatting? No, you probably want to ease into that training, right? You're going to warm up for a few sets and hopefully even more than that. A proper warm-up is going to do a lot of different things for you, and it's definitely going to help prevent soreness. It's going to start the blood flow into the muscles, which is going to help. It's going to loosen up some stiff areas, like maybe the hips or the shoulders or the ankles or the T-spine. You're going to get that those, those areas loosened up and ready to go. You're going to be focusing on movement quality, so maybe you know a perfect squat, maybe a perfect lunge, maybe a perfect shoulder extension, 
internal rotation. You're focusing on these movements you might not get in your daily life sitting in an office chair, right? So that's really what a proper warm-up is for. And think of a warm-up as easing into your training, right? A slow ramp-up instead of a sudden spike. So if you're looking at a line graph of activity and quote-unquote work, your first heavy set is going to be the top peak, right? And maybe you decline from there. You don't just want to suddenly go straight up into that peak. You don't even want it to be too steep of a curve. The slower you can make that curve, the better. And that can be accomplished by warming up. And this can really help prevent soreness because you're going to move better. You're going to have blood flow in those areas to start with. And you're not going to shock your body as much. Okay, so that's super important. And that is tip number one. Tip number two follows very close to that. It's something that I am very guilty of skipping quite often, but it's something that's really powerful for muscle soreness and for just recovery in general, which, like I said, is probably the the most important thing and probably the thing that you're ignoring in your training. And that is the cool down. So a lot of people will warm up, right? You might go through your proper warm up. And just to back up a little bit, what that looks like is a lot of different movements. I want to say minimum of 10 movements. They're going to be targeted so focusing around the movement that you're going to do but also to loosen up the whole body and get you ready for training right ready for battle so it's going to be like some kind of blood flow increase like jumping jacks maybe a small bike ride maybe a quick walk on the treadmill maybe you do some squats some lunges some side to side lunges some inchworms some shoulder circles some band work right the cool down is only going to be probably a little bit of cardio, maybe some stretching, maybe some foam rolling, just something to downregulate you, right? What a warm up does is it upregulates you. You go from laying in bed or sitting in the office to getting ready to train, slowly ramping up your activity level. And a cool down is the opposite effect of that. So if you think of a line graph again, the warm up is a slow increase, the cool down is a slow decrease instead of a sudden drop off. You don't want to be bench pressing 200 pounds and all of a sudden just sit in your car for 30 minutes in traffic, right? You want to slowly cool down so you downregulate your body, get into that parasympathetic nervous system, and start the recovery process. And a lot of times this is super simple. It's only maybe 10 minutes total. Maybe you're just walking on the treadmill. Maybe you're just doing some stretches on the floor. Maybe you're just foam rolling some general areas like a global foam roll just to relax you. Maybe you're just sitting there with your feet up on a box breathing. That might be all it is. Whatever it is is going to be beneficial as long as you just do it. And I'm pretty guilty of skipping this because it's easy to push that workout to the very time max that you want it to. Then you're ready to leave, so you leave. Instead, don't forget about that cool down and actually focus on that in your training. Make it a priority, and you're going to really see your soreness your soreness get decreased because you're going to be still moving that blood flow, flushing some of those muscles, and you're really going to be easing out of training, right? If you think of warming up as easing in, cooling down is easing out. That's tip number two. Tip number three is to eliminate this band-aid fix and to really dive back into your training style. And this is to focus on frequency instead of volume. This is something that's kind of interesting to me. And think of it this way, right? If you're doing 10 sets of 10 on, on a squat for one day, would you be more beneficial to do that 10 sets of 10 in one day or to be more beneficial to do five sets of 10 on two days? I would argue that the multiple, day, the multiple days with lower volume is going to be more, more beneficial. You're going to get more work, more days under that bar and under that movement, 
and you're not going to get sore for your future training sessions, right? And you're going to get the same total volume throughout the week because you ended up at the end, right, on Saturday, by the end of the week, you end up doing 10 sets of 10. However, it's split up into two different days. This is basically just using frequency, which is a concept I've talked about a lot before, but it's super important. There's all these different variables to your training. There's intensity, time under tension, volume, and frequency, right? And many more that you can just keep on talking about. But frequency is often ignored, and I think volume is often pushed a little too hard. We think we have to do so much to elicit change when in reality we don't have to do that much right we just have to get better at a few different things week over week over time and we'll get better overall right maybe if we just got a little bit stronger every month that's enough i think a lot of times we think we have to just have to hammer the body part and hammer it down and just pound it with volume day in day out when in reality maybe we just have to do the movement often and get better at it over time right it's really simple but i think we overcomplicate it and really put ourselves through a lot of pain and work that we don't really have to and so that's why minimalist training is actually really powerful even though it might not be as interesting as doing some skin tearing volume work and i think there is a time and place for that right i said in my bodybuilding episode that things you can learn from bodybuilders a couple weeks ago i said that volume has its place right and to learn from them and to use that but also frequency and frequency is often ignored so be be open to experimenting with splitting up your days a little bit and not necessarily married to the idea of um of super high volume workouts or even a lot of exercises in a certain workout split them up throughout many days of the week or maybe just lower them all together Uh, that's my next tip and my my tip after that tip number four is going to be just to stay active Right? This is also basically increasing your frequency. I'm saying not go to the gym every day. I'm not saying do a leg workout three times a week. I'm saying maybe when you do your leg workout, maybe after that, you you go for a hike on the weekend. Maybe you go for walks every day. You just are more active than you were before. You become an active human. You move a little bit more. You, you don't just sit there, right? You stand more. You move more. You get into the squat position once in a while just for fun. Maybe you rotate your shoulders while you're standing there, right? You just do things, become a little bit more active, and you're going to be constantly using that frequency principle because you're going to be increasing blood flow. You're going to be working those muscles in certain ways to to act as more frequent workouts, and you're going to be constantly circulating blood and flushing out that system. You're going to recover way faster if you stay active compared to if you're pretty sedentary. So I would totally suggest being a very active human. A lot of times, how I see if you split activity level into two sections, you have daily life activity level and gym activity level. Right, A lot of times what it looks like is a sedentary life and very intense gym activity level. However, what I would like you guys to do is more lean on lightly active to moderately active in the gym and do very active to moderately active outside the gym, which is hard for a lot of people to be more active like that, but that is gonna be the most powerful thing you do for your recovery and for your results. So focus on that. That's probably one of my biggest tips today is to just be more active. That doesn't mean you have to go to the gym more than a few times a week if you don't want to. You can go six times, that's cool. You can go three times, that's cool. Just be an active human. My last tip for today for recovery is kind of my special one, my little tip, my little trick, my little hack that I've been experimenting with over the last over the last 
oh man, maybe three, four months. And that's just a complete relaxation of the muscle is what I like to call it. And this can be done a few different ways. We were talking about legs earlier, how this looks for legs. This is brutal, so so uh, bear with me. After, let's say you get done with a leg workout, a squat workout, you're just gonna sit there on the floor. This doubles as a cool down and a complete relaxation. Take a 35 to 45 pound kettlebell, a nice heavy one, and just set it on your leg. Set it on your quad, up on your thigh, and just let it sit there. Relax your leg completely. Maybe you twist the kettlebell, maybe you rock it side to side a little bit. Not too much movement, just a little bit, and it will hurt. But what it does is it's gonna completely relax that muscle. You're gonna be you're gonna go from being totally tense and wound up from your workout to just completely relaxed. And it's gonna do wonders for your recovery. Doing this after my leg workouts has done more for me than almost anything I've ever done. More than foam rolling, more than stretching, more than anything. Figuring out how to completely relax a muscle through some kind of passive stretch is really what's made the difference. And guess what? Something I forgot to do after that first leg workout in week one of my training program. Very powerful if you're doing another body part like maybe chest, maybe you just sink and do a low push-up with your hands a little bit elevated and just sit there. Maybe you, for back, maybe you just hang from a bar and that's it, you just hang. Three to five minutes, you just hang, whether it's in 30 second intervals or maybe it's in a minute intervals, just gonna hang out and let yourself completely relax. Shoulders, back, everything, right? There's a lot of different ways to do this for various muscle groups. My favorite probably is that quad with the kettlebell on it. Does wonders for recovery and a great way to kick on your parasympathetic nervous system, a great way to kick off recovery and to cool down. Workout Wednesday. Thanks for joining me, everybody. That's the end of another Workout Wednesday. My five tips on recovering better, faster, and preventing DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness that we've all experienced, that we can't sit down in the toilet or stand up on the toilet because it hurts so bad, and the things that really hold us back from good training sessions in the future and just being active humans in general. So hopefully these tips helped you. Hopefully they're things you can implement in your training right now, and hopefully they're things that make a big difference. If you like the show, please review and subscribe and share the podcast with one person. That's all I ask. I definitely want to say thank you today because I've experienced a ton of growth over the last week, and I can't tell you why. I pride myself at being pretty good at being able to find out why, but not this time. I'm not really sure why. I just assume it's because you guys are sharing it and talking about the show. So I want to say thank you for that, and I want to say thank you for all you've done for support of the show and for helping me grow the podcast to what it is today. Uh, if If you like the show, like I said, just review it and share it. I appreciate everything you guys do to help it. You guys are my marketers, just by word of mouth, and I hope that I'm able to provide good to- good content to you for free and content that helps you out in a lot of different ways. That's today's episode. That's today's Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, episode 196, and that was a workout Wednesday. I'll see you guys on Friday. Have a killer week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.